0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
1: I used to come home for Christmas and my mum would make us a lovely pair of lugs. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown.
2: It's the 4th of May, the year of our Lord 2000. Fragmer's Tokka's Miracles talk, I can't even say that properly is still top of the charts. God I can't talk today I must mm-hmm. need a miracle Scream 3 <laughs> beat Kevin and Perry in a handicap match to be number one in the UK box office and never saw it Lennox Lewis has defended the IBF and WBC heavyweight titles via second round KO against Michael Grant much hyped Michael Grant fell our, It was as useless as a marzipan dildo in that fight Never heard from again. Excite Bike 64 was finally released after several months, felt like years, of delays God, in the Excitebike. Europe.
1: Excite bike! I yes. loved Excite Bike on the NES! What a That's game! Like, Amazing. That
2: was a great game. It was I don't know brilliant. anybody who's played the N64 version. <gasps> I don't think it exists. I it, think it's all in a- No, version. it does,
1: it does exist!
2: If only we had a guy who played N64
1: <laughs> what well, about him later on. Yes! And,
2: Guinness's 1999 <laughs> surfer advertisement is voted number one in a poll of the top 100 greatest TV adverts of all time. Ah, oh, this tick, tick followed, tuck followed, tick, followed, tuck followed,
1: tick. Bom, 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 Here's to you, Ahab. Why <laughs> are there horses <laughs> coming out of the water? <laughs> I've <laughs> had too much Guinness.
2: <laughs> is it a metaphor? Am I pissed? Who knows?
1: (laughs) That's all it is. I'm just
2: battered. There's horses coming out of the water, mate. Oh, too much Guinness. Let's get drunk and go surfing like that Australian Prime Minister. (laughs) But that were all the things happening in the real world. Who cares about the real world?
1: Sod the real world. Rubbish.
2: Exactly. We have the SmackDown following WWF Backlash 2000. One of the finest pay-per-views. WF has put on on a fine year for pay-per-view and wait 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 what do you mean you didn't you, you don't know about Backlash 2000's watch-along that oh. was last <sighs> week silly oh well don't worry we'll update you as we go along or oh, this is going to make any sense but yes you can go back to the Cultonic archives listen to that in full the illustrious tones of myself Tom Campbell and <clears throat> Justin Henry but Let's assume that you've paused this podcast, gone and listened to all of that with Backlash 2000 playing on the network, and you're all ready to listen to today's episode of the Cultaholic Smackdown Classic Podcast. Sorry, myself, Mafu, and Tom Campbell,
1: but not Justin Henry. We're sorry about that. (laughs) Tom, how the hell are you? Mate, all is all right in the world. I'm having one of those days on day of recording. And I think I've used this reference before, where I feel like I am moving neck deep in treacle. Where like everything yes. feels like slow. Everything's fine. It's just everything feels slow. But on a, on a positive note, a time of recording, just a couple of days ago, I went to my first ever socially distanced gig. It's a gig in the new world, Matthew. And it's, you know what? Ooh. It's the future. It is the future. I was sat outside in a, in a converted race course. And we had me and the good lady. We had a little pen to ourselves with a table with pictures of beer brought over to us as the sunset on a beautiful day in Newcastle-upon-tyne, just outside of Newcastle-upon-tyne, as Bill Bailey made us laugh on the stage. It was a wonderful, wonderful night, and I am genuinely 100% behind the concept of socially distanced gigs from now on. Nobody crashed into me whilst I was getting drinks because everyone's distanced. I had nobody trying to... I didn't have to stand up and do that awkward stand with my back right at the... Like, right far back so people could walk past me to get to their seat. None of that nonsense. All the room in the world. Drinks brought over. Oh, it was a dream. It was a dream, mate. Big fan of socially distance gigs. Have you experienced one yet? No. I just got told that Rise in Newcastle on Grey
2: Street is back open. And I went, get in. And then someone informed me, uh, yes, it is technically open. There's a lot less people there, so which means less queues, which I started dancing around the house going, USA, USA. <laughs> However, a large part of the appeal of Rise is that it's three different rooms with three different types of music, still vaguely alternative, which means they, you know, I don't know what they don't play, to be honest with you. It feels like they play everything. But what this means in the current climate Is that you have to get a ticket, sit on those little benches they set up and stay in your area. Which takes away a lot of the fun of Rise on a normal week. And I was told that for a place that has a middle floor that is usually dedicated to metal and rock and dubstep. Because somebody looked at them and went, that's what kids like. Apparently they played an hour of rap. Mm. And I've nothing against rap music. But I'm just saying... If it's advertised as metal and they play something that isn't metal, uh, it's not the best look, especially when usually you could just walk away. And I imagine if you stood up to walk away, a big bouncer put his hands on his shoulders like, step away from the Queen's Guard Um, or anything like that. Stop, you
1: violated the law.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But I imagine this is fun for DJs at this point, because if anybody goes up to the DJs and starts Hey, can I make a request?
1: They go, "Ooga, ooga!" get back, you bastard, or break your
0: legs.
1: (laughs) Hell of a reference to start us off.
2: Thank you. I don't know where that came from. So not yet, but I live in hope. Uh, Apart from that, I don't know what else to be doing with life. Apart from I've tried to book in, (laughs) it's a bit off the deep end, but I'll be proof about it. Uh, Me and a friend found out that there's a sensory deprivation place in Heaton so we're trying to book in when we can go do it and submerge ourselves in a big water tank with no sense of audio no sense of balance no sense of uh seeing and uh just no sense of self I guess and either it will be a fantastic experience and I will learn a lot about myself introspectively or I'll go nuts.
1: (laughs) I like the idea of an entire an entire room where there is no sense to be found. Or as we call it, the WWE Performance Center. Oh! ba 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 Anyway. Damn, <that> son. Sounds... <laughs> <some. laughs> would you find this? <laughs> oh, smoke weed every day. Yeah, that sounds really ace, though. I love the idea of, uh, of, the, of sensory disbursement. I like it. Very intrigued. Let me know how it goes, because if it's good for you, then I'll go and try it myself. Yeah, if you ever hear from me again, you'll know what happened. (laughs) Right, enough of that, mate, because we're meant to be in the past, aren't we? Here we are in 2020. Oh, yeah, right. um, We're meant to be in the past.
2: We'll do the the transition scene they do in Wayne's World.
1: Whoa,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, we just landed here. On the fifth, no, that could already the fourth of April, fourth of, in two thousand, sometime.
0: <laughs> you're topic, reaching, for so the, to, ra- you're reaching
2: for May the. You're reaching
1: for May the fourth,
2: mate. Right, I, I, I we're so used to, I am so used to uh, writing things American style now in the Dayton system that I look at 05 slash 2000 and go, Christ, that could be anything. <laughs> so, well, after backlash, well, we just landed here in the year two thousand. Uh, if only wait, what's this bit of paper blowing in the wind towards it? It's Dave Meltzer's resting, observing <laughs> newsletter. Oh, I can't read these childish scribbles. If only someone could, if only someone could have a read through and to explain it all to us.
1: Oh, but it's all in big paragraphs with no full stops. <laughs> it's all in chicken scratch,
2: mate. I was um, listening to before you go. That I was listening to the most recent Conrad Thompson, Eric Bischoff, eighty-three weeks. And Conrad reads out Dave Meltzer's interpretation of an angle on impact, and Bishop just goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, stop, stop! Like you can't just read it out how Meltzer's
1: written it. It
2: literally gives me vertigo."
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, look, he, he does, he does write as he talks, so that and he. Do you know what? There is something to be said that, that when you're turning around a lot of content, sometimes the quality can suffer when it's a high turnaround, and you are basically a one man wrestling news machine with I don't know there's been some ropey cuts in the cult wrestling news podcast that oh, no okay, fair enough. <laughs> I've had a few quiet private DMs going um Tom did you ma- were you meant to leave that coughing fit in
0: <laughs> that was
1: that was pre-covid by the way <laughs> I haven't come to work and coughed since then uh, but yeah so I will translate the wrestling observer for this uh, particular week, May the Fourth, two thousand uh, a year ago, May the Fourth would have been hilarious because Episode One, The Phantom Menace, came out. But it's it'll be another two years before we get another Star Wars film, and it's Attack of the Clones. So good luck with that. But in the wrestling world, though, W um, some, some notes from some of the more prominent places. Do you remember Ken Shamrock? No. No, me neither. Uh, Ken Shamrock, just a couple of days before this, uh, reappeared. He reemerged like a Pokemon in the wild. He did an MMA show at the Tokyo Dome, uh, tapping out Alexander Asuka and earning 350 grand in the process. So Kenny's doing all right. He's in the wilderness now fighting where he'll be until... Impact or TNA Wrestling is born in 2002. Uh, it's funny that they brought him back just as a quick aside. Apparently, Ken Shamrock said,
2: or at least committed to a show in 97 that was going to happen in Japan. I can't remember who was New Japan or not. I'm on his Wikipedia, source of all information we know. Uh, what he, w- he was going to be doing, I think it was Hashimoto, and it would have been a Tokyo Dome, it would have been a big, big effing deal. He said he was going to do it, and then just signed with WWF. So they're very forgiving in Japan Mm. for going, all right. They just saw money, Uh, didn't they? And and as did Ken. So that was good. Well, good good for them for not going, you know what, Ken? Um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but tonight's match in the Tokyo Dome uh, with Pancras rules is a handicap match.
1: Mm. (laughs) Uh, Little note from ECW for this particular week. Uh, Apparently WWF and WCW have expressed an interest in Lance Storm. Uh, neither side have made a serious offer, so Heyman is uh, approaching Storm this week with an incentive-based contract to stay and stick around, promising a program with Just Incredible for the ECW title, which would have been intriguing, which, as we know, may or may not happen. Uh, it's,
2: it's, like when you, it's like when you ask your boss for a promotion, he goes, there's just not enough
1: money in the budget, but we'll have a... Pizza Friday. <laughs> There's not enough money in the budget, but I can give you a program with just incredible. Right, <laughs> Vampiro in the news this week. Oh, here we go. This He's is the highlight of the podcast. This is great. This is a, a wrestler doing a U-turn visible from Mars. So Vampiro had a contract dispute at the end of last month, which resulted in him storming out of WCW, putting a call into the WWF. So what happened is I'm gonna try and reenact what basically happened over the space of a couple of days I want more money right in that case. I'll go somewhere else. Okay, bye door slam phone. Hello, WWF. I'm ready Okay, bye hang up WCW. I'm ready to come back for less money That's essentially what happened. And they went, Shane Douglas, we've already re-signed you. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Vamp tried to leave and he rang WWF. And as soon as they played his music, he walked back into WCW and apologized. (laughs) (laughs) And signed a brand new deal with them. Bret Hart is returning on May the 15th. He is going to be on every Nitro and Thunder going forward. So it says here. and. Yeah, apparently he's going to be. Uh, I think there's he's missing maybe two because there's depositions uh, for the Owen Hart lawsuit. He's missing two, but he's apparently going to be on all of them going forward. And Dusty Rhodes is coming back. He's going to be part of uh, some. He's going to be. They're going to be rebadging some old Crockett tapes to make some money, and Dusty's going to do some wraparounds for them. It will lead to more stuff with Dusty in WCW very soon. Also, speaking of the Rhodes family, I want to drop this bit in because you're you're going to get a kick out of this. There is some talk, says Dave, that Dustin will be taking on a character as legally close to Goldust as they'll be able to legally get away with. Oh, no. Uh-huh, we know who this is, don't we? Oh, no, wait. It can't be Seven. Why? Because that was last year. I thought it was. I thought it hadn't happened yet. It's 2000. When did Seven come in? Seven was uh, 99. Oh, I thought this was Seven.
2: I would have thought so as well. No, I'm... It definitely, because he did the work shooty thing, which has Vince Russo's grubby, stained fingerprints all over.
1: Oh, yeah, my apologies. I got quite excited. No, no, then. I don't know what this is then, if he's going to take on. I don't think so. It can't be a uh, Black Rain. No, no, no. We are quite, we're quite a few years away from meow, 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 uh, that particular treat yeah, landing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're not sure what that Because I don't think this becomes anything then, but it's certainly something that is out <laughs> in the news this week. Um, from the World of the World Wrestling Federation, uh, Judgment Day shaping up uh, to see Rock versus Triple H in a stipulation to be added later to the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawn Michaels set to return in his old commissioner role sometime soon. Wow, it's almost as if those are the same story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, the there was a wrestler who had a dark match. Doing a rap gimmick that caught a few eyes by oh, the name please. of Ron Killings. Yay. K okay, Crush, slowly on his way in. And this is a cool little footnote from history. This is quoted directly from the Wrestling Observer. WWF has talked with the current NCAA heavyweight champion who has a great look for wrestling. He's six foot three. £265, a tremendous physique and looks like the blonde-haired version of Steve Austin, but only larger. Both WWF and WCW have expressed interest in him and he has met with Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo too. Since the meeting, he spoke with Gerald Briscoe and Kurt Angle and indicated to them that he was leaning towards WWF. If he signs and has a meeting next week in Stanford, he would start in OVW as his assistant coach at the University of Minnesota and former training partner is already there he oh, is Tom, said why to are you have boring a gr- us all
2: with this inconsequential <laughs> news story of somebody who never went
1: anywhere right, hurry it up <laughs> who come on i am of course talking about brock lesnar oh. um, who, who is on the cusp of signing with wwf at this point and i enjoy how it's just like a, a casual footnote In the Observer, like, there's this... And, you know, I I even remember, and I wasn't, like, an in-depth wrestling fan at this point, but I recall talk of a big lad potentially coming in. I'm sure it was mentioned in Power Slam about a guy called Brock Lesnar. I'm sure it was. I think
2: World of Wrestling covered that, but I sometimes get him confused with the other lad... Uh, Rulon Gardner, the man who had the enormous upset in the, uh, 2000 Olympics, uh, who they said that the WF were interested in, but then nothing ever happened. Um, yeah, cause he beat the Russian dude who was unbeaten in 13 years. And this, this farmer's kid came along and just treated him like he was a sheep. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, but he wouldn't come with it. But yes, the Lesnar thing is, a, it's a, it's funny seeing what would happen. And it's also funny thinking that Gerald Briscoe was there talking to him, and I imagine McMahon somewhere went alright. Gerald, go and see if you can take him down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mr. McMahon.
1: Mr. McMahon.
2: <laughs> McMahon attacking on Mr. Burns beating that man on the baseball bat. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, what are you doing? I'm giving you the beating of
1: your life. <laughs> okay, he's he's good, McMahon. He's real. He's legit. <laughs> Stunning. Well, that's the wrestling news for this week. That's where we're at for May the 4th, year of Our Lord 2000. Over to uh, my colleague, Matthew Gregg, who is going to talk us through uh, an episode of SmackDown this week with some highs, some lows, and some creamy middles. <laughs> Thank you, for that fabulous segue.
2: I can't wait for the creamy middles myself. <laughs> Well, SmackDown, like last week, we do get the dramatic recap from Raw. It's another cool video package that uses that song that f- samples the door opening sound effect from Doom again. And yes, I am a sad enough bastard to know this because even though it's one of those audio library effects, it is and will always be recognised as the noise the doors make in Doom when they open. Oh, it really is, isn't yeah. it? I find this episode of Doctor Who. I probably said this last time. So I was Doctor Who, like New Who, where they're in Mars. New Who, <laughs> Ducktales, New Who,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> where they're like they're in hell, and like a door opens and it has the doom sound effect because you know it's doom. Vince McMahon promises The Rock will have the shortest WWF title reign ever as he be taking on Shane McMahon in the steel cage tonight. Oh. I thought they were going to have Mr. Fuji throw salt in his eyes two minutes after Backlash finished, but never mind. Patterson is the guest referee for this cage match, and the entire mcmahon helms regime are around the cage, so it's a fair fight. Shane McMahon tries climbing over it. The Rock KOs Shane on one of the cameras on top of the cage, so Shane is left there dangling like one of those uh, Garfield sticker things you put on the side of your car window. Uh, and then The Rock sends him back into the ring from off the top, As Triple H destroys Rock in the cage, Earl freaking Hebner runs in to slam the door on Triple H as he tries to exit and Rock is able to escape the cage. Man, the WWF really liked the day after the pay-per-view, Rock gets the crap kicked out
1: of him in a cage thing. It's at least three times I can think of, and we've had two this year. Do you know who else also liked it? Who? All of the wrestling fans. This is an incredible footnote from the history of Raw, okay? Get this. Rock versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage on Raw drew the highest number in ratings at that point in modern wrestling history. 8.23 million people watched Rock versus Shane McMahon. Over 8 million mind-blowing. When you compare where we're at Raw ratings-wise in this day and age, and I know the world is very different 20 years on. Yeah. I know it's very different 20 years on, but that's, a, that's an incredible number. They were going that up against WCW number. that has, as well as its usual fare, as well as Stone Cold Hulk Hogan, they had Courtney Cox, Kurt Russell, and the new WCW champion, David Arquette, and they just about scraped a 2.5 against Raw's 8.2. Yeah, but bro, TV Guide. <laughs> Throws a TV guide at you and runs out of the room. (laughs) Eight million. The TV guide, dude.
2: (laughs) Anyway, we're in Richmond, Virginia with the witty woo witty wa. I've been to Richmond, Virginia. It's all right. Uh, (laughs) It's not quite Darlington, but it'll do. And we start with Richmond's own Earl Hebner. And he's been reinstated as a referee by Linda McMahon people will be paying attention this week after week and there are some people going wait what happened there Earl Hebner was suspended no he wasn't he was fired I should say after he fast counted uh, Chris Jericho pinning Triple H for the world title and then Triple H said hey no no alright alright you got a point but if I'm reinstated if I read the reverse decision I do not want to be harmed while I'm an employee of WWE, I and mean, You got it, Earl. You're fired. Pedigree. But now, Linda McMahon, the great resetter, has put Earl Hebner back here. I'm just getting you guys ready. I hope you guys love Earl Hebner as much <laughs> as this episode of SmackDown does, because this episode of SmackDown adores Earl. And we start off with Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit, the IC rematch from Backlash. That ended via DQ after Jericho got the belt up and Bernard decided the best thing to do was to headbutt it, with no lasting issues whatsoever. And it's an intense Canadian stare down to begin, as the two can barely leave each other alone as they brawl around the ring. Lola gets a line headbutt from Richmond. He lets his twelve-year-old daughter smoke at the dinner table in front of her kids. <laughs> and that joke aside, these two are tearing each other apart like Poundland toilet paper. With Yoko getting a double underhook power bomb. And I don't know why, maybe he's not used to arresting someone like Benoit. And he ends up, as he drops him, shoving his head in the groin for extra measure. What's was supposed to happen, but it did look effective. And then Benoit's nose gets re after denting it. That backlash, he gets re rebroken I think that's how it works. Uh, so now it looks like Wade Barrett. Lola, Hebner's been married three times, and he still has the same in-laws. <laughs> oh, God. It's a good night for Lawler. More hot action ends with Jericho turning a sunset flip into a wall of Jericho, which then gets turned into a crossface, which doesn't work, so Benoit dunks him out the ring. As Benoit goes to continue kicking in Jericho, Hebner stops him, so Benoit pushes him. So Hebner pushes back to a big pop, and uh, Benoit responds by pushing the official out the ring, allowing Jericho to twat him with the IC belt and finish with the Lion's salt. Monster pop for the match, Jericho... And Earl Hebner, who, judging by this, is scheduled for a monster push and a Euro title run. What do you
1: think so far, Tom? <laughs> Good match. Uh, Hebner Mania is running wild. <laughs> um, it was fine. I liked it. And I like Jericho winning the IC title here. Um, Benoit re-breaking his nose and losing the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, it, was, uh, it was quite a moment as well. I liked it. Strong way to start the, the entire night.
2: Yes, I thought so.
1: Although, Backstage. as you say, like it is the, the, the sign of things to come tonight with, with Hebnermania running wild in Richmond.
2: Yes, not that we encourage it, but for some people there's not a lot else to be doing. Um, uh, if you have a drink, it doesn't have to be alcohol, it can be uh, coffee or sparkling water. Uh, you can have a shot every time El Hebner is mentioned. So. <laughs> oh, get yourself battered. Yeah, that's right, you would be nice and giggly. Backstage, the McMans show up and then... They head to the ring. I love it, because obviously you watch it on the network, there's no advert breaks. So it's just, look who it is, the McMahons. And their face are black, and it's, they're heading to the ring. Loses <laughs> <laughs> a bit of the suspense, really. When they're in the ring, Vince McMahon. How nice it is to be in Richmond, Virginia. Jay Lawler. Hey, he said that with a straight face. <laughs> Vince brings up this place as being historically relevant about being the head of the Confederacy, and how some famous VA people are from here. Crowd doesn't care about them, or Virginia, and chance for Rocky. (laughs) Vince, you're interrupting my speech. The crowd, oh, sorry about that, please carry on. (laughs) Vince reminds us that the arena is mostly known... Oh, the area, not the arena. uh, It's mostly known recently as Corrupt Officials, the the home of Earl Hebner, which gets a second big pop. So it's only fair tonight, in this very ring, which the crowd chants along with, which I love, Hebner will make his in-ring debut as a wrestler. (laughs) Crowd chants, asshole. Vince, don't say that about Earl. (laughs) That's good, actually. (laughs) That does make me laugh. So tonight, Earl Hebner is teaming with The Rock versus X-Pac and the, I quote, the road doggy doggy. I love old people's inability to not get their heads behind a guy called Snoop Doggy Dog, by the way. So you hear stuff like the Road Doggy Doggy. Really? I never noticed really? that as an issue. Oh, maybe, maybe it was just a late 90s thing. But if you'll just try to get their head around like what Snoop Doggy Dog. Like, why is his name twice? <laughs> or maybe, that, or maybe it's, just, maybe it's just the old people I hung out with in the 90s. Oh, and also Triple H will be there. Oh, sod it. He's in the arena. He's all uh, oiled up. You know what? Let's just make it three on two. Oh, (laughs) and it's for the WWF title. So if anyone of Rock's team gets pinned, he loses the title. (laughs) And Lawler gets a quick thing saying, if only Al Gore had Vince's charisma. (laughs) Which I think was a genuine thing, to be honest with you, but we'll we'll leave that alone. (laughs) So what do you think about this segment, Tom? Um...
1: Every episode of SmackDown seems to feature... I seem to remember hearing Michael Cole say, here's the McMahons. What have they got planned for The Rock tonight? I feel like that happens every week. Same way you say that every Raw ends with a Rock getting battered in a cage. I feel like every SmackDown starts with, oh, what do the McMahons have planned for The Rock tonight? And it's always shenanigans like this. Um, Hebner in the main event. It's funny because... They put him out there in the opening match. And I, I don't know whether it was a case of they wanted to remind people that he was from there. Then they wanted to involve him early. But we are going to see a lot of ill tonight. And it's just the fact that we're even referencing him here. A uh, lot going on. A lot going on. But uh, yeah, more bad, more bad intentions for The Rock as WWF champion. I'm, I'm excited for come post-King of the Ring, which is still a few months away. Where we do start to move away from its rock versus the McMahon Helmsleys, like this is a this is a trope that will continue for a few more months yet, where it'll be Smack and SmackDown very much has become that show already in its life cycle, which on the whole, with the exception of like the odd icy title change that we've already seen, kind of becomes the sort of the, the hold steady for the company. So nothing nothing really big happens until Raw. But then on SmackDown, it'll be like a tag match or something just to keep all the feuds bubbling over.
2: Well said, well said. This is the uh, Be Steady and Raw is the Bebop. <laughs> nice! Rock Steady's the Bebop. Way to Long way to go for that. <laughs> uh, so There's a wee promo that follows with small girls singing nursery rhymes and something about Judgment Day. I remember watching these as a kid and going, what the bloody hell's this? Like, there was no... Uh hint There's no like subtlety like hey hey judgment day. You know who likes judgment days? What? Dead guys in their forties with tattoos of their girlfriends on their necks? What? The Undertaker. The Undertaker's coming back, you idiot. Oh, oh right, okay. So what did you think of these promos back in the day, Tom? They're fine. <laughs> There's not much else to say about them, really. They're fine. Oh, okay. So was it? I'm glad it wasn't just me because, from reflection, when I say, "Are you scared?" He's here, and he comes back. It's like, oh, that kind of
1: works. I liked how I, I necessarily, I didn't necessarily know it was connected to the Undertaker, so I quite enjoyed the surprise when Undertaker rocks up. Spoiler: um, it was a bit different. I think the the style was was stood out to what was normally put out in the WF at this point. Like the the spoopiness was very unexpected, and. I think it's fine. I had no idea that it was gonna end up being Undertaker, which was a nice surprise. I'm sure clever people will tell will will listen to this and go, Well, I always knew it would be Undertaker. That's fine. A sixteen year old me didn't necessarily know it was gonna be Undertaker, but I liked it.
2: Yeah. And segue right into the SmackDown debut of Edge and Christian's personalities. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
1: Gosh! That seemed to happen overnight,
2: didn't it? It certainly did. They're getting made up with relaxing facials, you know, to remove the smell of ass from their faces because on Raw, Shokishi gave them stink faces. It turns out to be the best stink face they ever had because right now they're obnoxious, they're being um, prima donnas. They, they don't enjoy the smell of ass on their face, so... It turns out to be a very successful thing for them. So they may, maybe they should thank both of Rikishi's butt cheeks. Moving yes. away, Eddie Guerrero and Mama are here. JR said it was around this time... Oh, no, sorry. Here we go. I wrote this a week ago, so some of this is new to me. <laughs> uh, Jim Ross on his podcast of Comrades said it was around this time China was in a negative place because of finding out about the Triple H split. And also China was wanting to be part of the Million Dollar Club with Triple H, Austin and Rock, and felt she deserved it. WWF were like, um, you're good, but, you know, you're not headlining. So, we're on the slippery, slippery slope of what would be the end of China in WF, but that's not for a while yet. Uh, but right now, she's got a good thing going, even if things backstage aren't quite that good, because her and Mama Sita have magnificent chemistry. And... If you don't believe me, then you should check out the intergender tag match that we just saw at Backlash, which saw Eddie Guerrero wrestling, not just with dress shoes, but with a little bow tie. And afterwards, despite winning the match, their heated rivals, Esi Rios and Lita, stripped China of her PED gown, as it's known, to show off her undergarments. To the point where China was just like, eh, whatever, I've got it all flaunted.
1: Yeah, that's how we that was the, the wrap up of that, wasn't it? it was just, hey! Yeah. I've got a nice butter anyway. Yeah. And Eddie was like, China was like, my God, Eddie, can you believe it? And Eddie's like, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah,
2: you know what? (laughs) And because of this on Raw, uh, they did the same to Lita. Stripped her of her dignity uh, before Edgewood. So it's on tonight, on tonight's Smackdown, Lita steals China's roses and throws them into the crowd. And it must have been a hell of a shot because the camera crew did not get it. (laughs) So it went right into the cheap seats, like Johnny Wilco. And Essay Rios flips out of a hold, but follows up with a wild stumble. I wish when I typed this, I typed out what match it was. That would have been nice. Is it a tag match? It's an intergender tag match. There it is, buried in this review, <laughs> like the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's an intergender tag match between Essay Rios and Lita versus Mama Sita and China. So SA flips out of a hold, hold, follows with a wild stumble. But Essay Rios. Follows this by pushing China off the apron. Oof. I don't know how he managed it. I mean, physics alone, it wouldn't have worked. Uh, Lita runs away from China due to the size difference. The same way China would run away from losing to Lita in 2001. Just saying. And some nice stuff here with Eddie and China working together. And then some wonky stuff with China just by herself. She's still not exactly Carl Gotch in the ring. Uh, <laughs> Lita finally tags in after avoiding it all match. And China simply powerbombs the hell out of her. Then press slams her and pins her with one foot. pre definitive there, I thought, Tom.
1: Yeah, I think... The, and what sucks is, it's pretty much the same match they have a year from now. <laughs> when Absolutely. China becomes the women's champion and, and defends against Lita. Both grow so much in the next 12 months, but yet when they meet and have the, the ma- a match at Backlash, it's like, oh, it's this, it's this again. It's China's dominance taking hold once more. Um, but that bit kind of sucks.
2: Yeah, China's suddenly mil-mascarous. <laughs>
1: like, no job, no yob.
2: Mil-mascara.
1: Oh, Oh, blah, 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 blah. Smoke weed blah, blah, every day.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been watching some scope videos from yeah, off like of and 2010. Tom, download... Dubstep.exe. <laughs> no, because it's it's not Dubstep.wav that I want. It's oh no. <laughs> I've got to I've got to download WinRaw and it'll extract a lot of viruses. Test has dubstep.jpg <laughs> No, test has Dubstep.bitmap. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, why well, can't send this file? It's too big because it's a wave and a bitmap, you clown. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. What, I don't know what you mean. Steph, (laughs) is this a WAP? (laughs) I've got
2: WAP dot WAP (laughs) I thought that would make it sound better, is that how it works? (laughs) I went and converted my entire iTunes music library by changing the name of the song to the file extension to- (laughs) Firestarter dot Firestarter Oh, PC doesn't work anymore Bloody Windows
1: (laughs) I don't understand Steph. There's Albert
2: <laughs> in the other room listening to Dot Flack.
1: <laughs> Steph, I got this on WAP. <laughs> 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 Steph, do you want to send
2: you that on WAP? Steph, Steph, Steph. We're starting stirfed, early with this stirfed, balls, stirfed, aren't we? Steph, Steph, what test? What? Ring me. <laughs> You're right next to me. Why do you want me to ring? Ring me. Just ring me. All right. <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> Test. Please answer your phone. I don't know how. Albert just Baldo bombs it.
1: Step. <laughs> Step. Ring me. Ring me. Ring me. All okay. Right, all right. Okay. Here you go. It's good, isn't it? Got it from freewapringtones.org. I mean, it cost me $20. (laughs) Oh no, they've got my card on Steph. 300 quits come out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even want a firewall.
2: All this time, (laughs) Tess looks up and it's just actually one of those big standees of Steph. (laughs)
1: Steph, you've been quiet
2: today. Steph's in room going, oh, best $50 I ever
1: spent.
2: <laughs> Angle is here, uh, straight from the premiere
1: of Gladiator. It's a film. <laughs> have you seen Gladiator, Tom? I have indeed, yes. My name is yeah. Maximus Decimus Marilius, father to a murdered wife, uh, husband to a murdered dog, and <coughs> I'm a mother. Writer and pioneer woman. Here's what's happening today on the ranch. I think, I think that's Gladiolus. I'm I'm lifts his I'm, hands up. The entire room seems sings the rest of the song. My name is Maximus Decimus Merilius. Mother to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. I'm a savage classy, bougie, ratchet <laughs> sassy, moody, nasty <laughs> is that it? and I'll have my vengeance now or later Tom you've
2: been ridiculous the year 2000 is a very serious podcast it goes my name is Kid
1: <laughs> what's all the other gladiators go oh with the ball the bang the bang the boogie if that is how gladiator ended it would have been a five star film only the directors cut. But you know, just him slashing off the head of, of of the emperor is going bar with the bar, bang, but ending. <laughs> <laughs> gonna break your face tonight.
2: <laughs> My only words of wisdom are radio edit.
1: <laughs>
2: what a time! What a time! Two thousand yeah. was. Yeah, Kurt Angle has an issue with Hardcore Holly because his name reminds him of pornography. The crowd cheers. <laughs> that is literally it. Kurt Angle says this is the state that says, Virginia is for lovers. Kurt adds, as long as they're not related. Crowd poos. Hardcore Holly says, Virginia may be for lovers, but it ain't for 30-year-old virgins who are about to get
1: their ass kicked. (laughs) Why is is Holly randomly a good guy now? He's always been a good guy. Has he? (laughs) That's crazy. See, as a kid,
2: I didn't like... Like, wow, why is Hardcore Holly in his 30s and miserable? But now I'm in my 30s and
1: miserable. I'm like, Hardcore Holly, yes. <laughs> now you get it. Suddenly <laughs> so it all makes sense. After you've been a failed, uh, a failed, car, a failed driver. <laughs> failed NASCAR driver. Hey, look, if you were called Sparky Plug for the rest of your career, first <laughs> half of your career, you'd be a miserable
2: get as well. I'd be called Just... worse. <laughs> Hardcore Holly says that story in his KPA Commentaries interview. He's like, you sat on a plane. Say, so, what, what was your action to be called Sparky Plug? So you sat on a plane one time. The guy next to him. I'm like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm a wrestler. All right, cool. What's your name? What? So I can speak up, I can't hear. Sparky plug. <laughs> and then Sean Careless laughs at that and goes, yeah, that was his reaction
1: as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat next to Duke Drosy at the time. <laughs> on the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Savage, bougie, ratchet.
2: Hardcore Holly responds when he says that it, uh, Virginia's not for 30-year-old virgins. Lola says, hey, I don't know for a fact Kurt ain't 30. And Hol- Holly starts off the match by straightaway power-bombing the hell out of Kurt. And some awkwardness here after that that I wouldn't have expected, maybe Angle was quaking in fear of the might of Hardcore Holly, star of that one film with Ron Perlman. <laughs> Kurt fakes an injury and the referee gets mad that Hardcore Holly won't stop hitting him as the referee's trying to check on him. So the referee shoves Hardcore Holly right into a German suplex for the Kurt win. I don't know why you would have two referees shoving wrestlers on the same show, especially when one of them was only because it's El Hebner's state, and apparently Earl Hebner's as loved here as, you know, Gaza is in Gateshead. But Hardcore Holly follows with the dropkick and then a falcon arrow onto a chair.
1: And as we all know, no one kicks out of that. No. What do you think, Tom? I thought it was funny how desperate they were to put Holly over here cuz it's like so many other people have uh, and like and like legacy people in the WWF have faced Angle and not got their heat back at the end. Angle's just one and then okay, well, off to the next thing we go. But Holly promo at the beginning, I'm going to beat you up, you virgin, blah <laughs> uh, A lot of offense against Angle. A screwy way to lose and then at the end beats him up. Like, why are we Why are we so desperate to make sure that Holly gets the shine at the end here when you've got Kurt Friggin Angle in there who you are building for great things? Why are we so desperate to make sure that Holly gets the shine at the end?
0: I
2: don't know about the shine on the end. Maybe we'll get a rematch on Raw. Or maybe even Sunday Night Heat. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that they had something rather than just we're going to have a match here. This is what I like about this period. There is actually some the yeah. reasons for some of these matches no, a bit of me especially on the with Kurt Kurt and the microphone doesn't matter what he says there it doesn't matter. he'll have heat the next guy doesn't need to say anything it's like perfect Kurt set it up all I need to do is put a dot on the end nice like how me and you work anyway put the a rock, dot on you that, no, you do all the work. Going, yes. <laughs> what a good point, Tom.
1: <laughs> and I was like, well, Matthew and, Matthew and Tom have such great chemistry. <laughs> that, don't you give away our secrets? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moving on. The Rock, The People's Champion, is out now on VHS and that fancy new DVD format. And that is his first home video release, which is amazing to think.
1: Do you remember your first wrestling VHS? Oh, I have to think now. I probably bought rather than record off TV. The first one that you bought. Uh, I'll tell I you mine think... what you're thinking. Mine was WrestleMania 12. My dad bought Oh, oh. no, no, was it was WrestleMania really 12. It was either WrestleMania 12 or it was Breakdown in Your House 1998. I seem to remember seeing mm-hmm. that in HMV in my home city and I had money from my job at the time. I've been paid that day and I went, I'm going to go treat myself to a wrestling video cassette tape. The idea of not just having everything at your fingertips, having to go into town to buy a videotape and not even know the quality. Like you couldn't check what Meltzer rate. Well, you could, but I didn't check what Meltzer rated a pay-per-view and uh, Breakdown. It was all right. It wasn't great, but <laughs> I got it mm. because of. You had Steve Austin, The Rock, and Kane. No, Steve Austin, Triple H. No, not what we're talking about. Steve Austin, The Undertaker, and Kane on the front. It was There were two triple threat matches at Breakdown 98. I know you already know this, listening, because when, when you think wrestling, you think, oh, Breakdown 98. Exactly. It was Steve Austin versus The Undertaker versus Kane in a match where Kane couldn't pin Undertaker and Undertaker couldn't pin Kane. So it was Vince stacking the deck against Austin. How history repeats itself. And also, a triple threat steel cage match. Mankind versus The Rock versus Ken Shamrock. And that was like, for me, I was like, what? A steel cage match is one thing. A triple threat steel cage match. My little brain was, mine was blown by that concept. So I had to get that videotape. Yeah, and that's
2: easily the best match on that show. I think it's most remembered for, and especially the three promos before that where oh, yeah. Mankind is just on fire at that point. Ken Shamrock does this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to stiff New Japan when they book me, and then hope that they rebook me in 2000. And then Rock's just like, hi, I'm The Rock, and I'm really charismatic. The crowd's like, you are, you are. <laughs> That's also the one that has Triple H on the poster. Don't think it's on the video. He was supposed to defend his European title. Or was it the IC title? I forget at that point. And he couldn't because he got injured on the Sunday night heat before that. And it was oh. that period where they had to keep on doing the screwy stuff. Be like, why is Triple H not here? Oh, no reason. <laughs> and so eventually the point where I think they switched it was that the Owen Hart Goldust one, where Goldust was dressed as Triple H and Slaughter just went, you know what, sod it. You keep on running out and trying to avoid getting pinned. Uh, let's just say Owen Hart's the champ because <laughs> he pinned Goldust dressed up as Triple
1: H. Oh, yes, I remember this. <laughs> Yeah, because he was physically incapable of doing it, so... so they did some, some Russo-esque shenanigans to get yeah. the belt over to Owen. Anyway,
2: I'm sorry, I'm going off on tangents. Uh, the question you asked me, the first video, I think it was King of the Ring 99. Nice. Which is a hell of a tape to get, and I remember vividly we had a babysitter come round, was, she was older than me, mum, and she was like, well, you want to watch something? Yeah, let's watch King of the Ring 99 again. Because, <laughs> you know, when you got one video, what else are you going to do? And... We put that on and she, her eyes were bugging out at every time there was an ass or a hell or anything. So you can imagine how much she enjoyed Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, What? Your, your, your parents said you watched that? Yeah, it's great. He's ass, man. He's like, Let us sing the song to you. She's like, No, no. Oh, she was freaking out. She was great. She was. I hope she was hamming it up.
1: Oh, yeah. She didn't tell, so. she
2: didn't tell my, my very Christian mum at the time Have you, have you seen this? I'm like, no, shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good Everyone choice on the old uh, VHS front. You had the, the ladder match between Austin and McMahon. Billy Gunn as the King of the Ring. That was the one. I remember <laughs> this. That was the video they released where they put out... This was their attempt to play Red Herring. Do you remember yes, this? I remember it. Because they put out... a well, you, Share what happened. This is WWF's attempt at Red Herring booking in 99.
2: Yeah. They... Accidentally mm-hmm. I hope that translates then accidentally uh put the red herring out that said that the King of the Ring uh back cover would say, See Big Show win King of the Ring ninety nine. Like relive the happy moments of Big Show <laughs> winning this tournament on this tape. Yeah. Uh, months before it happened. I mean months, weeks, getting too much credit in ninety nine. And of course he didn't win. Billy Gunn won. But most people were like, Yeah, we thought Billy Gunn was gonna win, to be honest with you. So it didn't really work. It was 99. <laughs> Russo era. It's fine. Don't think about too much. Just as long as no one else. Billy Guns, they're king of the
1: ring. Do you want me to share with you a one-star review of The Rock, The People's Champion? Uh, please do. So I went to Amazon, and you can still buy the VHS and the Doved, if you so require. And uh, It's weird that Amazon is still selling VHS. It's great. It's great. I've got a whole bunch I need to flog. Um... There is it's one the one-star review that, that, came, that, was, that was written, presumably with angry fingers, on the 8th of March 2001 that says, and it, and it was from somebody, I've got the email address in front of me, but the email address was uh, york.ac, so presumably like from the York, University of York. Hmm. <laughs> uh, very angry. Oh dear, says this review. The Rock is so poor. I've seen some bad finishers but the people's elbow takes the biscuit it is more ridiculous than ronnie garners 360 degree stump i think they meant ronnie garvin and as far With as his ronnie other garner. <laughs> wasn't ronnie garner isn't isn't that shampoo <laughs> oh, it's garnier isn't it <laughs> And as far as his other wrestling is concerned, The Rock is a third rate Hulk Hogan. His interviews are very samey. I would suggest buying Halloween Havoc 1993. Before this, The Rock is worse than S.A. Rios, Thrasher, and even the present day Hacksaw Jim Duggan, whom I think should join in the inferior WCW. Just take it, Rock. Take it away. <laughs> take it away. Did, did he forget the
2: catchphrase? Just take it <laughs> as the rock likes to say now and again.
1: It's a great review. It just made me I'll, smile. Oh we've
2: come for your, your scrappy fridge. Uh, we're we'll gonna take it to the yard. Just take it. Just said the rock. take it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh. That's good. That I would like to listen to that man's podcast. Oh, no, wait. That sounds like 95% of wrestling podcasts. <laughs> that is pretty much all of them. Yes. That's the closest we got to the podcast back in the day. Amazon reviews. S.A. <laughs> Rios is
1: better than The Rock. One star. <laughs> people are just like, yeah, how long is it? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Dwayne Johnson versus Papi Chulo would be a hell of a fight. <laughs> he
2: would. The Rock's so good. He would definitely sell S.A. Rios and he... Fold, try to <laughs> do an elevated arm drag off the top rope. He would get, yeah, he would
1: give Serrios a two point nine because count. Of the crowd crowd result. can't <laughs> keep
2: their hands off them. It's good like that. Uh, but don't worry, they're completely ass free tonight. And one of them it will be taking on Rikishi. But before we get to that, never mind that. Another segue. Judgment Day Two Thousand is brought to you by Army Men World War. <laughs>
0: Army yeah.
2: of all the game series to exist that could have sponsored this bloody pay-per-view. For people who don't remember Army Men, there were 20 games released before 3DO's bankruptcy, five of which came out in 2000, and none of them got above two stars. All right? But they were every bloody way, and I never knew anybody who bought one or played one, and yet everyone just knew about it.
1: And they're sponsoring Judgment Day 2000. Did you ever play any bloody Army Men games? I, I sadly didn't. I remember my time working at game, there was loads of Army Men games in the pre-owned section. So that said everything for me in terms of the quality. But well, I'm what, shocked, Tom. What happened? What happened to Army <laughs> Men? Uh, what happened to the 3DO company more than anything? Because obviously these were the guys that were pumping out games for the 3DO, which was the, the <laughs> ill-fated 91 uh, video game console that was set to take over the world and then it didn't. In fact, if you look, right, I've just jumped onto Wikipedia. And if you look at the list of published games for the 3DO or the developed, yeah, the- actually the developed games for 3DO, a third of that list is Army Men games. Yeah. <laughs> they just went to town on this franchise, didn't they? They were literally, part of my language, shitting out games at this point. <laughs> That's an amazing turnaround. Like the, all of these games are like within a few months of each other, and they yep. all look the same.
2: Yep. And look, I'm having a look at the 3D old games, and it's all the games that came out were then like immediately ported to a much better Gex. I remember that being a, a thing. Gex. You have to get it for Gex. Oh, it's off the PlayStation. Road <laughs> Rash, and you're like, okay, it's off the Mega Drive six years earlier. Uh, the Need for Speed. Don't worry, I think they'll have a few more sequels. <laughs>
1: is anybody doing a twitch stream of 3do games oh good luck getting that to work i'm just looking for ways to corner the twitch market is all yeah that'd be a good idea you spent half the time going no 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 you're thinking of the jaguar (laughs) that's what we'll call the stream you're thinking of the jaguar the best of 3do
2: Yeah, the one that you forget exists. (laughs) The one that was like the M2, but came out. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so anyway, please let us know your thoughts on
1: army men, if any of them are any good, (laughs) because I swear, there's more army men than the word Dudleys. I like like the, the stank that you put on army men when you say it. Brought
2: to you tonight, Judgment Day 2000, WF, Never Been Hotter, sponsored by... Army Men. If,
1: if Judgment Day 2000 does a bad buy rate, it's because of that and that alone. I've just pulled up Army Men World War on Metacritic, and I'm just looking at some of the uh, the reviews, and and they're all worse quite... than Rios. <laughs> so not not one of these is worse than S.A. Rios. Um, I tell a lie. Uh, there's an eighty there's an eighty five percent review here on Metacritic that says a solid game that surprised me with its heavy action and interesting scenery. And then there is a 1% review that says, to be honest, there were so many of these Iron Man games that were released back in the day of the PS1. It was impossible to keep track of them all. World War may or may not have been the first to be released on Sony's console, but it was certainly the only one I had the misfortune to play, having rented it from my local video store. Put simply, nothing works about this game. The graphics are horrendous. The enemy AI is non-existent. And the controls are incredibly imprecise. Just avoid this one. There we go. That sounds like a review not written by the publisher,
2: not like the one you looked at previously. I was surprised at army men.
1: You shouldn't have that. That should be on your, that
2: should be on your CV as a reason not to be employed. Zero percent. What was the last, last time you were challenged by a situation at work? Uh, army
1: men, World War. <laughs> surprised me. Cool. Thank you. Next. Game Revolution gave it zero with the, percent with the line, we're not laughing with you guys, we're laughing at you. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> That's that's a good harsh review. There's nothing better than a good harsh
1: review of something. The game company, game magazines, especially, were very good for them. What I feel bad for is there'll be people that will develop these games and they'll put their life and their heart and their soul into them. You know, that's the bit that hurts. I think the most for me and some of the body fluids. Yeah, like there's people like they would have like. I've been watching a lot of uh, videos about about ill-fated games lately, thanks to Matt McMuscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, it's a lot of love that goes into really crap games. Like when the crunch hits and they're sleeping in the office for seven days a week, and it's just you feel bad when the game comes out and it's garbage. It's like, oh, guys, I know how I know you grafted and you did your best, but this is this is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, it's a shame. But sometimes <laughs> you're right. It I mean, there was the the one he did about Earthworm Jim 3D, and it's all the effort they put in, but it's just like, cool, Earthworm Jim 3D. It kind of works. It's got some issues. Yeah. Who's our competition? Banjo Kazooie. Oh. Like forget it. Forget it.
1: Forget it, mate. Bin that off.
2: Anyway, so. Rikishi is apparently taking on both Edge and Christian. So that's very impressive, but he's a big guy. Uh, immediately, Stink faces Edge before they start the double teaming. Uh, they brawl outside. Edge tries a flying crossbody, but hits the ring post in a crazy spot. Uh, Rikishi wins via count now. But here's Hottie and the returning Grandmaster Sexy. Scotty gets the worms, but his vet's got the pills. And then there's dancing. And I've written yay here, which I mean must mean it was a good time afterwards. So, yes, this marks the return of Grandmaster Sexy after being injured. They are now feuding with Rikishi. No, they're not, you idiot. They're teaming up with Rikishi to take on Edging Christian. And that also marks the sad end of the very short-lived, but very fondly remembered, Scotty
1: do Hottie light heavyweight champion reign.
2: Any exactly. thoughts to that
1: I, I love the pop. Oh. The pop for The Return of Too Cool was great. That, they're, they're just stars, aren't they? They're just stars.
2: They certainly are. If only Edge and Christian would find someone they could team up with in an amusing 6 men tags. Backstage, Stephanie and Tori are trying to buy a Mountain Dew in a segment disguised as an advert. Or is an advert disguised as a segment? I forget. Uh, <laughs> Lugs. <laughs> but Bubba interrupts and they call him pathetic for picking on women Bubba takes a swing as Steph walks away but Devon warms him about the repercussions the camera zooms in on Bubba smirking and the crowd pops yay violence against women yay <laughs> I think my mum's baby said I had the right idea there to be honest with you PTC did nothing wrong but you know who else didn't do anything wrong Tom go on Lugs.
1: <laughs> yes!
2: I'm a lugs man. Doop, doop. I'm a lugs, lugs man. Doop, doop. Do. I love to cook em. <laughs> I love to boil em. I love to broil them. Unsure if it's different. But for fun, I'm gonna grill them, then gonna stick em in a bun. Cause I'm a lugs man. Yeah! <laughs> Trish Trattler's tongue's bubba but gets put through a table. I'm a <laughs> lugs man!
1: Lugs man! Lugs man, man, man. Lugs. Lugs man! At no point are you wearing them, which makes me f- <laughs> which makes me laugh even more. Why would you wear lugs? You <laughs> Yeah, broil them, dickhead! you not had <laughs> lugs à l'orange. <laughs> lugs à l'orange!
2: <laughs> which is French for lugs and an orange. <laughs>
1: Which is <laughs> which is je, je mange lugs, <laughs> which is French for eating standing up. <laughs> lugs a l'orange. Yeah. John, we haven't <laughs> we haven't spoke to you yet, John. John, Photoshop at John Eiley. Hello, May. Love John, you. It's time to take your pills. Take your pills, John. It is today's topic. Lugs a l'orange. Lugs a l'orange. Oh, just a
2: dude eating a lugs, whichever's easiest.
1: <laughs> just someone eating some shoes. <laughs> With no context.
2: Mmm, lugs. <laughs> for my mouth. Just like my mama used to make.
1: <laughs> mom, I used to come home for Christmas and my mum would make us a lovely pair of lugs. My old mam's a lugs man. He wears a lugsman's hat. I try to make lugs for me sen, but no one makes lugs quite like me mum. When I go home, when I go home, I, back yeah, to the yeah, mining lugs. town that is Newcastle.
2: After I walked back from London, it only took me <laughs> three hours.
1: I ate my lugs. I ate my shoes to hide evidence. Back in the day, <laughs> I ate my
2: lugs, and the bins weren't plastic. <laughs> and we just disabled the union, but we had our <laughs> lugs. We all hey. had lugs for our dinners. That's right. Did, Did. he just complain? Did we bugger? <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have with the benefit of hindsight. And there you have Yeah, that's it, that's
1: it, I can hear that. Coming home from work that time. Lugs dot wav we're playing. <laughs> Me ma'am hey. would pick us a lovely pair of lugs. Oh ma'am, these are proper lugs these like. My brother when he got older used to make lugs but he'd get some cheaper versions from Aldi <laughs>
0: not
1: hey, the same as the lugs m- that my mum would make us <laughs>
2: exactly uh, Hammond we call him as that were her name <laughs> he'd eat them German lugs as they call them, Das Lugs <laughs> das and Butz. me mother, me dear old mother with three teeth left in her head she wouldn't speak for him for
1: three years <laughs> <laughs> we were real people Aye, it were real we times. Were. Oh that two we were. O2 oh,
2: priority. <laughs> That's real. My mum ate a packet of cigarettes and a of lugs every day and she's a head in a jar at the right old age of 96. <laughs> she lived to 200. Do you hear her complain? dear bugger? No, I've, I've taped her mouth shut. The only time she complained <laughs> was when I stuck on... was when I put on The Rock, The People's Champion, and she went, Hey, lad. It's so worse than S.A.
1: Rios, this. <laughs> that is an all-time favourite tangent. I can't believe people listen to this. <laughs> I am, it's free. This is free. <laughs> With good reason. I emphasise, this is free. Do not complain if we are off tangent. It is free. We've had the tangent, to just wrestling. Mate, one day... Speaking we're ga- of which... I'm going to put this behind a paywall one day. <laughs> And people go, they'll be, be dancing in the streets when that happens. Right, here's a question. If we put behind a paywall, if we put behind a paywall, me and Matthew, for three hours doing test jokes, who would buy it? <laughs> Dude, we'll have two people I know who <laughs> it. I'm just putting it out there into the world. If there was an OnlyFans, which was just me and Matthew doing test jokes for a day... Who would who would invest a day a day, mate? A Twitch stream of Army Men on the screen (laughs) and whilst we're playing, one of us is dressed as Test. (laughs) Dressed as Test. This is the worst Army Men game, and I've played
2: all of them. (laughs) I pre-ordered Army Men.
1: (laughs) Test would pre-order Army Men. Why do you pre-order it? It might have sold out. (laughs) <laughs> no, mate, like this a- episode of Smackdown. Look at that segue. Mate, there's an army Men game coming out next week. If it sells out, just get the other one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Steph, I rented army men from blockbusters. I said, when do you want this brought back? They said, don't worry
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> they said, just throw it into the void. <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas. slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas. slash acast code acast.
2: Howdy, Boys versus TNA. There we go. Right. In a right? I'm, 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 I could hear the angry people in the background. I was with TNA in a match voted most likely to have the commentators talking about the main event. Uh, Albert gets a big ass power on Jeff, the third of the night. Maybe he'd break those up. Just saying. A lot of tries to get Albert over by talking about how big his head is. <laughs> hey Tom, after COVID and everything, we should buy tickets for this event, right? There's no champions announced, but there's this dude
1: with a head so big you have to pay <laughs> You have to see it in person to see how big it is. I'm down for that I'm down very much like come see I mean this is this not how freak shows worked in the 1800s yeah, in Come see the man with the massive head. this is the greatest show <laughs> Everyone come to the greatest show <laughs> you down with the clone.
2: some nice bumps from the Hardys, and it's the match length is slowly increasing for matches like this. In the end, Albert argues with the referee, causing his head to swell up to gargantuan sizes. Uh, it's judge on his mood. And this allows Jeff to swanton bomb Test, who was pinning Matt at the time. And then post-match, Test and Albert double team to remind everyone Test has a nice elbow,
1: which is why he's employed. Did you like how non-existent the pop was for TNA? Because Trish wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, because they were still
2: recovering from the Backlash 2000 watch-along and going... So, Albert, not really, really, Albert, did you really puke on yourself? (laughs) Why do you have
1: food all over your shirt? Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) Mom's lugs. (laughs) Lugs would never make you sick. Lugs always stays down. (laughs) Lugs, a meal that stays down.
2: (laughs) Some spooky (laughs) music plays to reveal... Shonan the Barbarian. Oh um, yes! Tony Chimmel's having a laugh with this. Parts unknown, weight unknown. We haven't heard that in a
1: long time. <laughs> oh, oh, Chimmel! Like two, in two moments in this bit, I popped, and the first one was Chimmel's announcing, and the deadpan delivery of "Bet you haven't heard that in a long time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's only tell you Chimmel can do. I want to think Chimmel. That's Chimmel going off, uh, off-piste. I wanna think that's Chimel making that up as he goes yeah. along. Thanks,
2: he's letting people know, no, don't worry, that this is, you know, in case this is your first time watching SmackDown live, it's like, don't
1: worry, this is, supposed- this this is, is a supposed nudge and a, a, to a t- wink t- to the camera in it. This is this is right. looking down the lens and going, wow, The the first 35 seconds of this I want to talk about because we've got <laughs> the Chimmel announcement, which had me which which which, which, which had me nearly dead. And then Shonan talked. Yeah. And mate, why is he Welsh? I'm Shonan the Barbarian. Yeah, that bit was.
2: It sounds like Andy Hopkins in the last ten years. <laughs> right, what what accent will you be using in this film, Andy Hopkins? All of them. <laughs> kind of. If if Wales had a Yorkshire. <laughs> Okay, that that's what can stick. And then the next sentence, I'm Australian.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and and this time, I am a I'm a Welsh barbarian. John, um, Shonan in Gavin and Stacey. That <laughs> I'm Shonan the barbarian. It's beautiful, mate. Shonan's Welsh. So like 30 seconds, 35 seconds in, that intro. <laughs> Big Show talking as a Welsh barbarian. And then Bull Buchanan, who comes out of the ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just assumed this would just be like Showdown squashing somebody. There's Bob Buchanan, who just twats him to death with a nightstick. <laughs> I don't know why it made me laugh so much. But I think it's just, we've just introduced this new character. And the first thing we see of him is the back of Bull Buchanan's head. Just battering it with a nightstick.
2: He's trying to get the Welsh out of South Africa.
1: <laughs> oh, carry on with the match. Carry on with
0: the- it.
2: Bloody hate these barbarians. <laughs> and so he hits him with a, the nightstick before the match even starts, which causes Big Show to instantly turn serious. <laughs> and as he starts destroying Bull, Showstopper, no pin because there was no match. And then, well, it's the big show. WF Aggression CD now available at Virgin Mega Stores as we speak. And, this is such an effective gimmick, not not showing it obviously, but Big Show showing up. Hey, I'm having a laugh with my wacky accents, and then some guy going, "That's not funny." Him going, "Oh yeah, I'll show you funny," and then sparking them out. Take a look at this formula going forever. <laughs> I think maybe there were of things to spoof, but like, hey guys, it's Fortnite Big Show,
1: wacky gimmick rub, rub, rub. followed by battering of said person.
2: Wubba lubba wubba, wubba big show yeah you know that's it and someone goes I don't get this reference oh yeah showstopper <laughs> so yeah it could still be doing it
1: yeah I guess it would work I guess it I would I shouldn't work. be in
2: charge of wrestling company you should mate uh, backstage Vince Man talks to Hollywood Hebner <laughs> uh, if he's not on the him... screen we should be asking where's Hebner <laughs> <laughs> Vince wishes him good luck oh that was it I don't know why I typed that out good luck. Good. Vinza. <laughs> uh, Ebner, I'm sorry to interrupt your meal. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm at the laces anyway, Vince.
1: So what, what do you want? <laughs> like spaghetti. I'm at the laces
0: anyway.
1: So what do you mean Okay, alright. Can we for for a second? I know we we've been we've been laser focused on SmackDown this week, but can oh, we just clearly. can we break away for a second to discuss how you would eat a lugs? Is, and also before we do that, is is lugs a plural, or if I'm eating one lugs boot, is it called a lug? It's like sheep, <laughs> the singular and the plural. Right, so so one so one is called a lugs, and two a is lugs. called a lugs. Because my my lugs. brain would suggest that one shoe is called a lug, and together they are lugs. <laughs> That's just silly. I know, right? So how would you eat a shoe? <laughs> That's Matthew <for> leaving. Sound <laughs> uh, of a door slamming in the distance.
2: I know. First, I get—I make sure I would have all my ingredients and spices, like my cumin and my paprika. Okay. You know, ready there. I'd boil the hell out of it. Yeah, or broil. Um, uh, exactly. Broiled is an option, Tom. <laughs> you could, I would sous vide mine. <laughs> if it's if it's the weekend, I'd definitely be looking at broiling my shoe. Uh, to weekday, I'll just stick with boiling. And yeah, I'd probably do that. Soak it up. Uh, not not necessarily to boil it for flavour or anything like that. Just so uh, just to show how much I hated the lugs at that point. To be honest with you, I'll oh, say so you so would, it
1: would be a punishment thing rather than like a, a a preference on eating. I would boil it to make sure it was dead. Does it let out a scream when you put it in hot water? Yeah, the soul visibly leaves the lungs. The soul leaves the shoe, And that's when you know it's
2: ready to be eaten. The soul leaves, I get it. And you've got to help sometimes, if you don't see the soul after a few minutes, you've got to put it in a glass coffin.
1: <laughs> you seem to be careful when you're doing lug preparation. you not laughing matter, does, does Tom. The, does the lugs float to the top of the water when it's good <laughs> a, a bit like... Um, bit like ravioli. No, Tom. That's how it tricks you into thinking it's dead. It
2: gets little cartoon eyes that look like X's. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm at the top. I must be dead. You go, nah, mate. This and then, isn't my first rodeo. Um, what does it do? If you do? boil it, and then it, the soul comes out, then it actually sinks. So it goes up, and then it comes down. <laughs> Rather like the state of this Smackdown review.
1: <laughs> so the second time that it rises to the top, like knocky, is that when it's good to go? Christ. Yes. Okay. And then, and then, would you eat like the, the from front to back or top to bottom? Would you? Would the laces be a starter? Would you say?
2: I start with the laces, the but I know some people who like to blend the laces with the sole.
1: Oh
0: God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you have sauce with it? (laughs) Well, I'm not gonna have it dry. (laughs) Not a weirdo, Tom.
2: (laughs) As much gravy as I I can fit on my plate. I
1: don't have gravy and sauce. You madman? I just don't know. Sometimes with with you put if you have it with ketchup, whether people call you a philistine. Ketchup. (laughs) Just think like if if you ever eat your lungs with ketchup, people call you a philistine. Like, and you're ruining the flavour of the lugs. you say this in this weird lugs
2: fantasy we've got going to see how long it can go but on a serious matter my, my is he awake no my housemate has some really expensive rum like some top shelf liquor are you suggesting that you there. drank it no, 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 no no, <laughs> no, no, it's exactly what I'm not doing. Even in the podcast, he has no chance to listen to, he's not going to do that. And I watch as he opened one of them, I went, oh, get in, I'm going to see what this smells and looks like. And he takes it out, he sniffs it, puts some in a glass and he's going to add some, uh, a mixer to it. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I have mine straight, but that's just me. And he had some very posh Coca-Cola to it. And I went, all right, that makes sense with this, yeah. you know, triple figure rum that add, you know, it's got roller cola to it, fine. And then he, after adding that, he filled up the rest of the glass with 40 pence pound stretcher pineapple juice.
1: Oh, no. And I just went, ah uh, uh. Which is kind of like adding ketchup to lugs. It is, isn't it? It's the same thing. That's what everybody thinks. I believe that's where the phrase comes from. It's like adding ketchup to lugs. Yeah, you can lead a lugs to water, but... <laughs> you can't eat the laces.
2: You, I've got to make sure it's drowned and sacrificed to the lugs, God. All right, look, enough, enough. All Crash right. Holly is backstage. Happy he doesn't have to defend his title or listen to his podcast anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: so he goes into a bouncy castle. Yay! And he takes on Dean Malenko. <laughs> Wait, what? They actually start doing a move sequence here. In the, he actually bounces off the bouncy castle walls as if they were ropes. Crash somehow manages a chin buster. Some good log- logic there. He escapes. Crash Holly takes the chair he used to get in and out of the bouncy castle. I'm not sure if you noticed this, Tom. Dean follows, and I have no idea if this is a planned spot or not, but because Dean didn't see him take away the chair, Dean
1: absolutely eats poop. On the concrete oh, he just going out. stacks it, doesn't he? Absolutely stacks it. It just a completely takes a completely crazy bump for a
2: bouncy castle brawl. They brawl back into the arena properly, where kinda off camera, Dean argues with the official over a two count. So the referee pushes him into a roll up and thankfully Crash kicks out. Jesus Christ, that's three times in one night, Tom. We've had the referee pushing the, the the rest of the... I have no idea if there was a bet on or whatever, but it's... I don't know why I have the exact same spot three times in one bloody night. Anyway, a guy with the hottie hat... Scotty hottie hat and hair has to be shoved out of the way by security, causing commentators to talk about him on, on the air, which is nice. Dino gets a superplex, but then Perry sat runs in to try and get the win. And, but the radicals start arguing. Crash hits Dean with the bin and legs it as Perry and Dean slug away. A lot to process here, Tom, but I can h- hear you furiously typing away Lugs'
1: recipes. What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, i a bit sad to see Malenko in the hardcore championship division. I mean, it just it feels like a step down because he's just been putting on some some classic wrestling uh, with Scotty Too Hottie, and they've been playing to his strength so beautifully. And now it feels like he's sort of in the mix with like the other random mid carders. It would be a bit like. The modern-day equivalent of seeing Timothy Thatcher chasing our truth for the 24-7 title, in the sense that you've got a guy who is technically proficient at wrestling, and instead of 100% going to town and capitalizing on that, you're just kind of shoving him in with mid-carders for for a comedy bit. I think Dean was fine. I just know that Dean is capable of lots more, and uh, sad to see the radicals explode at this point (laughs) as well, Like like the somewhat mega powers they are.
2: Yeah, I think it was actually a mistake to have Crash Holly Russell D Malenko in a bouncy castle because neither of them are big show-sized. So you lost perspective and you're like, are these normal-sized people? Is this a really big bouncy castle? Or like what? He was like, no, I guess Dino was the only guy who could do that spot and make it work because otherwise it's going to tip over like a raft. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, okay, Dean, you're going to wrestle the other small guy on the roster, and now if you're going to look small or big, you're going to look like two undergrown men in a bouncy castle. <laughs> also, you're the lightweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that segues into a, an interesting segment, because I've seen people tweeting about this. Backstage, Big Show, Talks to... Sh- I almost said Big Stage there, because I've, whatever, So I've typed in BS for Backstage, but sometimes I say Big Show. So, Backstage, Big Show, Talks to <laughs> Shame up Man, about these funny gimmicks. Oh, this bit, man. And Shane McMahon tears into him. Tells him how embarrassed he is for a guy who was in the main event of WrestleMania only a few weeks prior. He's pathetic. He's a pea brain. He's a waste of oxygen. He's an unmotivated slob. And none of the crowd will ever care about anything he will ever do. And rather than, you know, decapitate Shane, Big Show, who was good friends with Shane until recently, starts crying. Do you know what sucks
1: about this bit? Is
2: the, was it the bit that immediately followed it when we cooked the commentators who were trying to put over it as a serious incident? Yeah. And there's kids behind them laughing their asses off. Yeah, that didn't help.
1: But it's also the what fact it that it's a bit, it's a bit art imitating life at this point, isn't it? Because there is a <laughs> there is a a real malaise backstage. I think malaise is the word I'm reaching for. Um, there's a, a real feeling backstage uh, that Big Show is is there's there's a there's a no one really likes... not. No one likes him. There's a disappointment about Big Show. I think uh, it's like a year and a bit into his contract, his 10-year contract with WWF, and Vince had buyer's remorse a month later, but there's a real sense of disappointment that the Big Show hasn't been this world-beating megastar that they immediately thought he would be. That has kind of been a conversation that's been happening behind the scenes. We know he's not long away from taking some time away, and a year on from this less than a year on, he would be sent to Ohio Valley wrestling to train and to, and to lose some weight. So the words that Shane McMahon is saying, you have to believe there is There's a sense of, there's a truth at least n- n- from the office towards show. And I, do you know what? I would imagine that's maybe show getting upset is, I'm not saying he legitimately cried. I know he tried to cry, but like, there's probably a sense of that. Like the, of sadness about that, that you're in this amazing position and you're just considered lazy and and out of shape and should have been a big star and you're not. And you probably shoulder a lot of responsibility in that circumstance. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, the fact that, you said that very well, Tom, and the fact that they've done this U-turn the night after WrestleMania where he was headlining to, all right, you're a fat party dude now. Mm. It is working for him, but at the same time, it's like, Yeah, that's good if you weren't getting a push before. You were world champion in late 99, and it just hasn't worked out for him. And we've talked about this a bunch of times because in late 99, it really was a very awkward position for everybody involved in the company. Where's Undertaker? Where's Austin? We mean mankind wants to quit. We mean Bulldog's crap. What are are we going to do? We're going to put the title on bloody somebody, but we've got to have something for WrestleMania. I've got it. Fat, useless, big show. Well, should we have him wrestle Triple H? Don't be stupid. Have him wrestle Big Boss, man. And yeah, now that everything's back to normal, it's like, all right, Big Show, you can go back to the mid-card, which wasn't the plan. They were always wanting Big Show to be this this world-beaten Andre the Giant act. But at the same time, it's the year 2000. You can't have a guy come out twice a week on TV and have him be Andre the Giant, who you'd see maybe (laughs) in some territories, you know, you, you come in for a few weeks every few months. You know, he can't have that. it's literally impossible to have that. You can't have that. But at the same time, though, look at the positives. Big Show was talented and uh, just uh, entertaining enough to pull stuff like this off. So there's a lot of truth to it, but end up working all right in terms of stuff on TV as we get to a judgment day.
1: There was, a, there was a desire to get him on TV immediately when he signed. And they were, I think they were blissfully unaware how undertrained he was at that time. And yeah. the, the 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 thing that sucks now is that it's taken them twenty years, but they're using the Big Show right now. I e he's very rarely there. He pops up every so often. He's a monster. He puts people over in a strong manner. You know, they're kind of using him the way they should have used him. Not so much the putting people over part because I think that they should have. You know, if you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You should have bought him in ninety nine. You should have had him in a position where, and I don't know whether or not his ego would have allowed. I know he was very uh, much bound to how Hulk Hogan did things in 99, but you would have had him go away for a year and just sort of get into into better shape. And he was in better shape than he was in 99, learn some of the ropes. And then in 2000, you have him come in and you just have him tear through the roster. Like 2000 could have been the year of the big show where you just have him just having matches on pay-per-view mainly, maybe, maybe just matches on pay-per-view. You have, you put him with a manager and you say, he's only wrestling for big money. So he's only wrestling on pay-per-view. So if you want a piece of him, you've got to earn your slot on pay-per-view and you just have him, from January to like August, just d- just decimate, and then you have him in there with someone like The Rock, and you have him beat The Rock for the WF title, and he becomes this unstoppable creature. Like you could have done that, but the, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get that. But he just feels so lost in the shuffle at this point for somebody who could have been like, a mega star in wrestling. Yeah, he's done all right though. <laughs> like, say,
2: we're seeing all this like, oh, poor Big Show, wonderfully employed for twenty years. After this, and it was also funny, but people have been showing that the Gear Four clip of Big Show crying and going, "When you hear Netflix has cancelled your show,"
1: yeah, you know what? There's that is a real champagne problem, in it, for Big Show? Netflix cancelled my 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 sitcom. That's a real champagne problem, isn't it? It's yes. There's worse things that could be happening right now for Netflix. I wish. In my life, I was in a point where the biggest problem that I had was Netflix just cancelled the second season of my sitcom. Right. That'd be an amazing problem to have. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that talk. It's all right. They'll they'll commis- okay, they'll green light me one day. If only I think it was the lack of star power that Big
2: Show had, to be honest with you. They need a real star like Earl Hebner, who's <laughs> up next to be interviewed by Kevin Kelly.
0: And also <laughs> the rock is
2: next to him, but mostly Earl Hebner. The Heb. The, he- the, the Heb, Hebby, heb- to his friends. The Rock says, give me liberty or give me death. No, give me X-Pac and Roadhog and shove them up your candy ass. If you smell a made Main event time. Michael Cole says, this is a three on two. Hell, it's three on one, really. But you know what? It's ten on one because the regime is ringside. Lola, don't be silly. I only count nine at ringside. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's Rocket Hebby versus DX. Hebner is funny yelling at the referee on the ring ropes for not doing his job properly. Triple H is in a sling at this point with a supposed separated shoulder but is still able to close line Rock. He's still able to take back bumps though which is amazing. The Rock holds Triple H so Hebner can get a shot in. The crowd explodes. Jesus. This is like a special house show decided to film. Like a a night with the Heb. (laughs) It does feel like that doesn't it? Yeah. Rock removes the sling and Triple H is able to continue wrestling because he's the man in 2000. Hebner keeps on running in to help Rock, which only allows Rock more punishment, proving that the referees are genuinely unaware of the stuff that happens behind their backs. <laughs> oh, it turns out Triple H's shoulder may not be as bad as it as it is claimed. I know this because Michael Cole has just started talking about it, therefore meaning it isn't true.
1: <laughs> That's a good uh, good way to gauge that, isn't it? All
2: right. Hebner is threatened by Dog and Pack, so he tries to escape. But Triple H is right there. They throw him back in. The Rock recovers to unlock Rock Mode. Kind of like the tank in GTA. And cleans house on everybody. And Chris Jericho, of all people, shows up to attack Triple H. In the confusion, Hebner hits X-Pac in the dick, allowing Rock to nail the Rock bottom. Crowd losing their minds during all this Hebner-related craziness. The McMahons make Hebner watch as DX destroy Triple H. Then they throw Hebner in the ring with them, so he can get destroyed for a really long time. Hebner bleeds from the mouth, but eventually Rikishi tries to save. Show appears, still in the shogun gear, to clean house, and then the Dudleys show up, and Show's on his ass. Thanks for coming. The important ones leave, so Patterson and Briscoe are dragged in. Pat gets a stink face, and no comments are made about that. Amazingly, then Briscoe takes the power bomb through the table, and Briscoe actually sells it, provide, appro- proving finally that Wrestling's fake, and Hebner is stretched out. The Rock leads him out like he's Mickey in Rocky Three, and that's it.
1: <laughs>
2: A lot of stuff going on. The typical SmackDown. Oh my God! Look at the stuff happening! Look at the stuff happening! It's all crazy. Um, it's funny that it's Hebner is the special star of the show, and the fact that he's like uh, the old man. Oh God, what's his name? That would hang out with Shawn Michaels in
1: '96. Um, Jose Lothario.
2: Yeah, Jose Lothario now will be played by the role of uh, El Hebner. <laughs> but it's work. It worked. This crowd ate it up with an El Hebner-sized spoon. And that was SmackDown. What do you think of the
1: main event, Tom? Uh, it was a, a wild main event. A very <laughs> SmackDown of, a, of this era type of main event. Just wild crowd. Rock coming in and everyone going mental. Chris Jericho making the save. Leathering Vince McMahon is an interesting sight. You don't really see much Jericho McMahon interaction. So I was to see like... Apart from backstage, was going, how could you hit China? Apart from that, yeah. But to see Jericho just on the side of the camera, just, just battering Vince McMahon was something you don't really... Was quite surprised at how casual that was. Hmm. Um, Rikishi, Big Show, and Dudley's all coming around for the caval- as the cavalry here establishes sort of the top of the tree in WWF in two thousand. It's very a very unique setup for top of the tree. You've got Rock, Hebner, Obvs, Rikishi, Big Show, the Dudleys. I mean, are we maybe getting a tag on Raw? Are we getting like a ten man tag on Raw?
2: Looks like it. Which is quite nice. And also, you know, The Rock needs somebody to help him. He can't just take on the
1: entire Raw. Oh, no, wait, he can. He's the rock. He's the rock. Mind, I what I said. <laughs> he can just batter anyone he likes, mate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I thought a very, a very of the era way to wrap up the show this week, I thought, as we head off to, uh, to, to other big plans down the road. Yeah. What was the thing that you remembered from this week's episode? From this week, I very clearly remembered Shonan. So to see him again was nice. I forgot that he was Welsh, so that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, but definitely <laughs> seeing Shonan was was great. Bless you. Uh, how about you? What did you remember? <laughs> you remember to sneeze? Bless you.
2: No, I do remember to sneeze. It was awesome. What a great sneeze I had in the year of our Lord two thousand. I also remember Shonan because me and my mates, <laughs> God, we weren't clever kids. Me and my mates expected Big Show to be shown on The
1: Barbarian like every week from that on. <laughs> yeah, I was ready for this to be the the thing going forward. Yeah. Very sad that but, wasn't he, the case. Which didn't make any sense, because he'd literally
2: done a different gimmick every week. He was uh, Hogan at Backlash. He was uh, sexy... Fat, what's his name? Fat bastard. And, I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> and Smackdown a few weeks earlier. You know, now Shonan. But now I thought Shonan was the one that was going to stick. And I think at one point I changed costume four on No Mercy to Shonan. which is amazing because that was was way later. But anyway, yeah, so that was that. What was the thing that you forgot about
1: this week? I forgot how quickly Edge and Christian became arseholes. Yeah. Like the the turn seemed to happen overnight. We watched Backlash the other day and they had a little cheeky, slightly heelish win, but nothing that raised too many flags. And then this week, full-blown heels complete with promo time and and dickheadery. It was great to see, didn't realise it happened that quick.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. How about soon, you? What did you, very, f- what did you forget? I forgot about El Hebna night. <laughs> but you know what? In a good way. The Hebna bits reminded me why this period is so fun to watch. It was so fun to watch then and it's so fun to rewatch now because the continuity and storylines that would flow one week to the next you know, the Hebner thing goes as far back as the Triple H non match with The Rock, where, you know, we are outside the pin, him, even though it wasn't a match, and have Hebner do the one, two, three, and have Lillian announce, yeah, he's the new champ. And have it, you know, to Rich, come out and smack. And go, that wasn't a match. What is Hebner doing? <laughs> and then the Jericho title change from last month to getting fired to returning, you get rewarded so well for watching every week because of the continuity and ongoing storylines. It's such a, a tremendous thing to re-watch. And it's probably why there's a substantial amount of people who listen to this podcast didn't watch SmackDown when it was on, but are all right, listening to us because we're going, and then this character's doing this and this character's doing that. And it's so, it's just, it. what a show. What a well-put-together show. Even if the matches aren't great or there's a daft match or, you know, Oh, Holly's dropkicking people. They shouldn't be dropkicking. There's still so much reward given for just watching.
1: Mm, there's a lot and of reward. That. There's a lot of reward for that. And staying true and consistent with the product, I think, helps. Although there was one particular event that, whilst was consistent, proved inconsequential. And, Math, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, a bit of show admin... Live on the show. Oh, so we've done about an hour and a half of this week on the Cultaholic classic SmackDown review. Would you possibly have an additional hour available one day next week for the episode? Uh, the way you've said that's confusing. What another hour? For Basically, it? do you have a little uh, like if we would you be potentially available to record for two and a half hours next week as opposed to one? And oh, a half? sure. It would have to be earlier. Yeah, we could start earlier. That's fine. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Because, and I'm springing this on you because it's a little wave brain idea that I've had and I've just corroborated. The next item on the docket for the, the 2000 timeline is a bit of a forgotten... I don't want to say gem because that sells it too highly. May the 6th in the year of our Lord 2000 in London, England, in old London oh. town... Oh, WWF Insurrection goes down. Is that next week? It's it, it, in the year of our Lord and the timeline of our Lord. It yes, is. Yes, th- it cool. is this coming Saturday. Oh. So what happened after this show was all the, the the WWF lads packed a bag, packed a couple of overnight bags, and on Friday flew out to Jolly Old England to do a UK only pay per view. Should we watch it? as a watch along
2: yeah i mean i would usually go but there's not much to it to be honest with you but i'm like oh wait who cares we're talking <laughs> crap anyway
1: yeah exactly yeah sure okay i'll yes. watch Bob buchanan versus kane Thanks so much. <laughs> in fact here's the here's the hot lineup uh once i log into the wwe network here is the hot lineup for Ooh. WWF Insurrection 2000, that you'll be able to watch along with us next of the week. Um, Bob Buchanan versus Kane. Yay. Too cool versus the Radicals. Road Dog versus Bradshaw. This is a pay per view. Dudley Boys versus Rikishi and Shokishi. Yeah. Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. That might be all right. And then, oh my God, the odds are stacked against. The WWF champion. It's The Rock versus Triple H and Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh no! I know, right? All that goes down in London, oh, England, <laughs> and we're going to watch it next week, shall we? Should oh. we do it next week?
2: Yes. Yeah, we're sure. starving.
1: Get in! Yay! <laughs> Insurrection 2000 watch along next week. Maybe there'll be a mystery guest. Until then He is at Matthew Gregg I am at Tom Campbell Together We are at Cultaholic Don't forget to join us (sighs) Crap UK paid for you next week I love you (laughs) (laughs)